Hello and welcome to another episode of the Transformations with Jane podcast. I'm your host, Jane Nakata, a coach for women here in northern Japan and the creator of the Jumpstart course and the Women in Japan Mastermind. So today I have a first the first interview with uh, the lovely Joelle Kuipa, and she is the first guest after uh, the summer vacation. So <laughs> excited to get some interviews happening again after summer. So today, um, if you hear some banging around, that will be my daughter in the background. <laughs> She's home from school, not well today. Anyway, uh, moving along, Joelle is here uh, on the podcast today, and I'm very excited as she actually, um, you know, volunteered herself to be on the podcast, and I really appreciate when that happens. And also, I'm I'm so excited to see her transformation as she um, moves through uh, trying different things and trying something new and scary, which you'll hear more about in this episode. So um, Joelle is a mother and also she lives in Saitama near Tokyo and she's very active in the hiking community for parents, um, which is international, but there's uh, some a couple of chapters here in Japan called Hike It Baby. So we'll be talking more about that, about community building. And we're also, um, you know, talking about the value of, you know, being part of a community and how you can actually start to join a new community if you are new to Japan or wherever you are in the world. So this is a really, really great, um, excuse me, episode for um, if you're new or if you just found that perhaps um, you wo you woke up this morning and you realized that wow, all of my friends have left Japan or um, oh my kids have left home. What now? You know, maybe you're at a new point in your life where you need to start um, taking part in a new community. And because being part of a community is so important and it's so easy to find ourselves um, isolated wherever we are, even in Japan, especially so. So, yeah, I hope you enjoy this episode with Joelle. Hi, Joelle. Welcome to the Transformations with Jane podcast. It's great to have you here today. Hi, Jane. It's so great to be talking to you today. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast because it was really funny how you sent me a message and you said, oh, one day maybe I'll be on the podcast. And I said, well, you you are going to be on the podcast. When do you want to record, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been listening to the podcast for a while now and I just thought, hey, why don't I do that? Because yeah, I'm so glad that you um, volunteered. That really helps me when people raise their hand and say, I'd like to be on. So if that's you guys, if that's you listening, um, be like Joelle. <laughs> yeah. Just send me a, a message on Facebook or Instagram. So, um, Joelle, for all those listening, whereabouts in Japan are you today? Well, I live just uh, a little bit north of Tokyo in Saitama. So it's about half an hour to get to the north of Tokyo for me. So we, yeah, I live in Saitama, but I often um, pop down to Tokyo. It's, it's just uh, a little train trip for me. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So um, tell us a little bit about um, how you came to be in Japan, where you're from, that sort of thing. Sure. So I was born and raised in New Zealand 
And you know, when I graduated university, I wanted to travel. I went to South America for a while. That was a challenge, but um, I, I discovered over there that I really loved photography. So I came home and I said, mom, I, I took this, these pictures in South America and I, I really love them. I think I like photography. And my mother's very creative. So she said, oh, well then, hmm. And I could see her thinking away. And my next birthday, she came up with a, a single lens reflex camera like an old school film camera that she'd taken my baby photos on. So she got it all cleaned up and she gave me a book about photography and I just grabbed those and I started taking pictures. And then after a year or so, I thought, Oh, I really want to go overseas again. So I uh, applied and was successful in getting onto the jet program, which Mm -hmm. um, hires, uh, you know, university graduates to come over to Japan and teach English or sports or work in international relations um, for sort of local boards of education or prefectures. And so I ended up in Fukushima Prefecture in Kurama City. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's where you go to renew your visa. Yes, it is. Yes, I often end up in Koryama. Yeah, so very close to home sort of conversation here. Same prefecture. Yep. Yep. I've been I've been camping on the beach in Iwaki before, so I know where you're at. And Mm. um, yeah, I was there for four years, and during that time, I uh, met uh, my future husband, and um, sort of had a long distance relationship from Fukushima to Tokyo for a couple of years, and then decided that we would both uh, move to Saitama and we got married and yeah I think I was one of those people who thought I'll come to Japan for a year maybe two then I'll go to Europe I'll work over there then I'll go back to New Zealand and settle down but I just never left Japan I think think you sort of you just invest so much don't you in getting used to it and in learning to speak Japanese and then the idea of going home just kind of becomes posterous because it's you feel like you invested so much in it to just go home I just feel like I would lose so much and and now it's been I'm in my 15th year so I know I get the the um re-entry shock as well when I go back to New Zealand things that people expect that because you're from Wellington that you know all of the coffee shops and all the restaurants and you walk down the street and everything is different and so, um, but I mean, I love, you know, New Zealand's a great place and I love it. And sometimes you do daydream about going home, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm settled down here. We've got a, a four-year-old son. So that's how I ended up in Japan. Yeah. I like how you've um, explained that feeling of sort of not being able to go back to your own country because you've invested so much time, energy, tears, potentially sweat in, mm. in this country, right? And it feels like, yeah, such a waste to, to leave it um, sure. after you've been here for a while. And yeah, like I'm just your senpai by only two years. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming, I've hit 17 years this year. Oh, wow. And um, yeah, now it, it's, it's like the new, it's not the new normal, it's just normal, right? And right. Um, yeah, and going home to New Zealand is, or wherever you're from, is an adjustment hmm. um, again. And you do miss Japan, even if you're away for a short time. Like when we go home every summer, we come back after six weeks, we're like, oh, thank God, we're here again. But every time I go to New Zealand, I'm, oh, thank goodness, I'm, I'm home in New Zealand. But I'm always pleased to come back to Japan again. So 
yeah, how do we manage this sort of these two countries in a way that suits you and your family and, and what you need? So it's an interesting question for all of us to, to grapple with here in Japan um, as we continue to live here longer and longer and longer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So sure. it's, I love, I love it when people find that happy medium though. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, some people prefer just short trips home, you know, that's enough for them. Or some people would just be like so happy to have six months at home or, or whatever. For me, I find it's like a month, mm-hmm. a month every six months. And I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm really happy in Japan and I'm really happy to be in New Zealand as well. It's sort of like the perfect amount of time in each right. country. Yeah. Sure, um, sure. But without those trips back to New Zealand, I don't think I would be as happy here in Japan. Do you know what I mean? That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's living unique to each person, I think. Yes. There, yeah. There's no one answer, obviously. No. Um, but yeah, it's about each person finding what works for them and what makes them feel good. Yeah. Or, um, you know, makes both or makes, makes their life enjoyable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So do you get back home much at the moment? Um, I think, you know, it was every year or two before I had my son and, um, now he's four and we've only been back once and then we'll go back again in December. So right. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm happy once every two years is, is good for me. I mean, sure. I'd like to go home more, but I think it, it's so variable on, you know, so many different factors and yeah. Yeah, I think once once every year or two years is is fine for me. Mm. Yeah, it is interesting. As your kids get older, I find they're you know they travel more easily, and it's just generally easier. Like it, mm-hmm. it just feels easier to go with them, and they're also excited to go as well. Sure, so sure. they're like, "When are we going to New Zealand? I want to see Nana, whatever you know." So yeah, yeah. <laughs> they kind of motivate you to go and do it as well. Sometimes, yeah. well, in my family, that's definitely how it works. I get it. I get it. Actually, my son, um, he wants to get on a, on an airplane and go and see his cousin. He has a favorite, you know, Skype cousin. So, um, he just, yeah, really latched onto a cousin who's two years older than him. So she must be six now. Um, and he, he says, I get on an airplane and I go and see my cousin, but, um, he's not quite old enough to beg me or remember (laughs) it that often. (laughs) So, yeah. Oh, funny. So, yeah, well, who knows? He might be old enough to go by himself one day. And sure. just his cousin, yeah. I'm yeah. looking forward to that day when I can <laughs> do that. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, tell us a little bit about um, what you do, like your passion um, that you're working on at the moment. Yeah. So um, when my son was about two, I joined uh, a, um, a community group, a non-profit organization called Hike It Baby. Um, I'd sort of seen them around and they post online and, and different groups and things. And um, I kind of just watched from a distance for quite a bit because mm-hmm. um, I sort of thought, oh, you know, I'm, I'm not a hiker. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> and um, was yeah I had a lot of barriers to to joining I just sort of thought I don't know I don't know how to hike and then I sort of saw that they would stroll um once a week around Meiji Shrine and I sort of thought oh like what's the attraction you know I've been there before there's a shrine uh 
Yeah. But what I didn't realize is that if you go past the shrine, there's actually a huge um, forest with ponds and grassy hills and things if you do a big sort of figure of eight loop so right. I kind of just didn't realize that I guess and then I had a friend who joined and started going along and the next time I, I uh, saw her I said hey like what's the deal with that hike it baby thing like why do you have to sign up and you know because there are so many meet up, meet up groups where you don't need to kind of really sign up and I sort of asked her why are you getting into this and she said look you know it's an American organization it's a very litigious sort of society so you have to sign this waiver to um, say that you accept uh, that you take the hike at your own risk and that um, hiker baby is not liable if you you know twist your ankle or something and mm -hmm. that's how they keep it a, a low-cost uh, non-profit that's essentially for international members is free and I thought thought oh okay that's why so then that made sense and then um yeah i um they were talking about going to my favorite park which is showa kinan park in tachikawa and i just started sort of commenting on the thread like oh yeah you should this part of the park is really beautiful right now and so on and so forth and i said oh why don't you come along and i thought well why not so mm. along i went i actually hosted my first hike because i was used to um having organized other meetup groups previously and but what I sort of noticed was because um, the community is so large the people that came along I didn't know them at all and it was just really really cool to meet these brand new families that I didn't know already right and um, yeah after that I just kind of fell in love with hiking um, I, I think I wonder if it was my second or third hike we we uh i got a message from the first um, branch ambassador of hiker baby tokyo saying do you want to climb mount takao tomorrow and I thought, <laughs> tomorrow and i a i'd never hiked with a baby or my son well he was two i'd never take him out on trail hike i'd never hiked mount takao mm. the only mountain i'd really hiked as an adult was mount bandai which i right. only hiked mm. once and you know, it was autumn. We left way too late. I was with people who sort of did trail running and they sort of ran up the mountain. <laughs> whereas I would have preferred to take it a bit, you know, slowly and chat and take photos. And I just sort of thought, oh, you know, this hiking thing's not for me. But yeah, when Christine, the first branch ambassador of Hike at Baby Tokyo said, yeah, do you want to climb Takao tomorrow? I thought, well, not tomorrow, but on Wednesday, I'll do it. And she said, yep, Wednesday works for me. And so me, Christine, an Australian dad and a Mongolian mum, we met at the base of the mountain and we climbed it. And it was awesome. Like, I just, while we were hiking, I noticed no one was looking on their phones. Nobody was stressed out. Um, and we were just, we just had these really funny conversations that were really enjoyable and not sort of interrupted by anything. And the mountain is really beautiful. Um, Tekal, there's so many, there were um, irises, wild uh, irises. Mm. I think they're called hime, hime shaga, something like that, um, blooming. So they're like, kind of like a fluffy white iris with uh, some yellow stamens or something like that. Mm. And then just, it was just so gorgeous. And um, I also, what I really liked about it was that the other parent, parents were really supportive. Like um, Christine sort of said, okay, right, we need to get to the top. Uh, we're going to have adult walking time now. 
and my son did not want to get on my back so that we could uh, take it a bit faster and so I was trying to like wriggle him on my back and I was like oh, come on oh, please get on my back we need to go now and he wanted to walk he wanted to throw stones into the ravine and he <laughs> was just completely melting down and then um, the other parents um, just kind of jumped on my side and said yeah Teo you need to you need to get a mommy's back let's go and I just felt like I had all these people on my team and so he he got on my back fell asleep you know 10 minutes later and we got to the top of the mountain and I just thought this is awesome I want to keep doing this and also I'm not I think too like I'm not really a fitness person so the idea of you know uh, running a marathon getting sweaty um uh, jumping up and down you know I just I'm more of a like a yoga dance kind of person mm -hmm. like low impact so hiking just really worked out well for me like I don't mind getting fit as a byproduct of <laughs> hiking but yeah. I wouldn't kind of do exercise because I wanted to get fit because that's not enjoyable for me so yeah after that I just was like this is cool so I started hosting um, hikes maybe once twice a month and then uh, the first ambassador of Hike Up Baby Tokyo moved back to Texas. And um, yeah, me and another mom uh, took over as the new ambassadors. And, and now, two years later, we've got um, four active uh, Hike Up Baby branch ambassadors. And I'm one of those. And yeah, I just thought it would be so cool to come on your podcast and tell more people about it. And yeah. just kind of explain it as well. Because I think it's really common to have those um um what do you call them borders not borders walls, walls barriers barriers, yeah. <laughs> barriers where you think oh like why do i have to sign up but you know, it's really important to to say like i know that it's a hike it might be risky and so i'm going to take it at my own risk to come along because otherwise we'd have to um charge you would have to have insurance you'd have yes. to pay for each hike and we would become like a tour guide group which is not what we want to be we want to um be low cost and and just really encourage people even with babies that yeah you can um come out on a hike and um yeah like i've climbed takao several times since then i'm including with people with babies under six months old and babies love hiking they get they often just relax just fall asleep or or look around at all of the, the sunlight filtering through the trees and listen to the birds and things so yeah just wanted to come and, and talk about how cool hiker babies i guess mm. yeah so um i love how you explained how you went through the process of even just taking that little first step to joining that group because that is often the most difficult step i find is mm -hmm. As, or making that first appearance in a new community or a new group yeah, yeah. and um so you know even if you just do one thing which is you know <laughs> join in the conversation on an online group it can lead to actually meeting people in real life and having a really good time and then becoming an ambassador <laughs> of that of said group um you know that's awesome so um yeah i'm sure you know a lot of people who are potentially you know, new to Japan or still sitting on the sidelines and wondering, oh, how do I get out there? Um, that's a really great way to do it. And yeah, Hike It Baby sounds like a really, um, yeah, just a really open community of people who like to go outside. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, our, um, one of our goals is to raise our kids to love the outdoors because we think that if our kids love 
to be outside in the forest and in um, the woods and things that they will care more about protecting it, you know? They'll, they won't sort of just throw their trash, uh, you know, off their bicycle or when they're walking home from the station or whatever, they'll, they'll think like, if I throw away, you know, my trash, if I litter, then that's gonna get blown into the forest and, you know, birds might eat plastic and get sick and, and um, maybe even die. And um, if we sort of raise our kids in this hyper urban environment where we're, where we're indoors all the time, um, they don't kind of, I think they don't appreciate that on the same level. And I think it's really good too for, for um, the health of both parents and kids, you know? Um, we know uh, it's through science that spending time in nature really um, calms your heart rate down, it calms kids down, and um, you just need to take your kids to a park and then take them to a restaurant to have lunch or a cafe to have lunch to see that kids are just way calmer when they have that those big open spaces to run around in. You know, second that you go indoors, they start to you know, squabble over a toy or whatever. And, and it's true, you know, even if you do go um, out, outside to, to play in a park, like hiker babies, not just trail hikes, but we also do what we call park and plays where you literally just go to a park and play at the park. Um, it's all about just being in that community of like-minded people who want to raise their kids to love nature and to um, just only leave behind their footprints, you know, like whatever you bring to the park, you'd also take home with you or you would dispose of it, you know, correctly. Um, and just finding other people who, who share those same values. Yeah, that sounds great. And, you know, I, I do hear a lot from people who are, you know, new to Japan and that. So if you're looking for somewhere, especially, is it, so Hike It Baby, is it just in Tokyo or is it sort of spread around Japan more? Um, we have two branches. Uh, one of them is in Tokyo and the other is in Yokosuka. Okay. So that's sort of uh, down uh, south of, of Yokohama. So um, we have a lot of members who are in both branches, especially um, people in Kawasaki and Yokohama. They can kind of go to hikes hosted by both branches. But technically, you could host a hike anywhere in Japan on the Hike It Baby website, yeah. like in Aomori or Okinawa or wherever. They're not, um, they're not actually, as an organization, as sort of expanding um, at the moment. So we can't open a new branch in mm -hmm. Japan. But um, you can, yeah, host a hike and post it on either Tokyo or, or Yokosuka branch in, in anywhere in Japan if you wanted to. Technically, it's possible. Mm -hmm. So what are some tips that you would give the, like, you know, you said you weren't a hiker when you started this. So what, if you could go back and tell yourself who wasn't a hiker um, now, what, what sort of like tips would you give yourself uh, to, you know, to that first time hiker you yeah i think um getting out with other families is great because you have it's safer you know often the um, solo hikers sort of run into situations shall we say and it's just so much safer if you've got other adults um that are out there on the trail with you um so if someone uh does twist their ankle or, or whatever you've got that sort of support there Yes. So getting out, yeah, joining group, getting out with other families um, is great. And um, what other tips would I give to someone who had never been hiking and wasn't really sure about it? I would say just kind of 
just try it. You know, if you try it and it's not for you, then you don't need to, you know, you don't have to come up, you know, again, like no one, no one, no one's going to force you. But if you think, Oh, I'm not a hiker or my family never went hiking. My family never went hiking in New Zealand. Not really. We would mm. go for little walks in the woods for 30 minutes or an sure. hour max, but you know, we wouldn't sort of load up a backpack and, and go tramping through the New Zealand bush for, you know, three <laughs> days or whatever. That just yeah. wasn't what we did as a family. And so just kind of give it a go. Um, it's it's way easier than you imagine and my son is you know well over the 10 kg mark now but carrying him just doesn't kind of bother me it's um i I figure if people in the olympics can lift 50 kgs or however much they lift in the weightlifting i can lift a 10 or 20 kg on my child on my back for you know an hour or two um it's oh, definitely. I mean, if you're going to hike for three days, you're carrying at least 10, probably 15 kgs on your back all day long. So yeah, yeah an hour of a, a 10 kilo or a 12 kilo child here and there is not going to kill you. Yeah. yeah. Technically. Technically. <laughs> if, you, if you have a good carrier, then yeah. you, can, you can do it. And, and that's another thing that I love about Hiker Baby is that people come along with all kinds of different carriers. And so we can just try each other's carriers on and find one that suits us. So um, even um, families where they're expecting a baby that hasn't sort of popped out into the world yet, you can kind of come along and just uh, join a, a bit of a stroll and see what carriers people are using and ask if you can have a look at it or have a play around with it um, and just see what's available. Like there, every single year, um, more carriers get invented. Like, there's one called Connie that's really popular at the moment, which I think is a Korean brand. It's sort of like a, a fabric carrier. I, I saw a mum; she just had a baby recently at my son's kindergarten. She came along with a, a mesh Connie carrying off a heart. That's a really good idea because you get hot when you're baby you wearing. Do. So mesh yeah. is great. Um, and then there's a company called Kinderpack that makes um, soft structured carriers that go up to maybe 25, 28 kgs. Wow. So you know, continue to carry your child to, um, um, you know, an older age and, and it has a wider like fabric panel and seat. Like there are toddler carriers, toddler Tula, um, and what else is really popular. And there's, um, there's one, um, carry that's especially popular in the hike at baby community. I can't quite remember its name right now. Um, what is it called? Um, I'll remember in a minute, but it's like a very outdoorsy kind of a carrier that's kind of like lightweight um, and it dries really quickly or sort of as waterproof. Why mm. can't I think of the name of it right now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the Hiker Bay website trying to find a picture of it. Um, yeah, I was kind of considering getting that one for a while, but in the end, I've just still got my little baby uh, carrier that I had ever since my son was a baby, and he still fits in it, and it goes up to 20 kgs. He's not 20 kgs yet, so I can, you know, continue to use it and sort of extend the life of it. But, um, yeah, and then there's, like, Deuter, the frame pack kind of carriers and things like that. So you could, um, you know, just try one. Say, hey, do you mind if I, I try your, your Deuter um, pack on and see, you know, if it sort of works yeah. for you because mm. it's, it's, it's a lot of money to buy a frame pack i mean it's a couple hundred dollars usually and you mm. kind of want to know that you're what you're getting you know definitely but i think um another thing that's, that's really cool about hiker baby is they've got a really good blog so 
um, when you, you know, subscribe to the blog, you can, you can, or, or you just search on the website for carriers and you can get all kinds of, you know, um, tips and advice about frame packs versus soft structured carriers. You know, if you have a soft um, structured carrier like Ergo Baby or Little Baby, then what do you do with your backpack and that kind of thing? Right. Actually, um, I'll tell you a funny, a funny hack that I learned when I was on a hike in Kyoto. Um, my cousin was living down there for a while. She said, come, come visit and let's go on a hike. You like hiking? I'm like, mm, okay. And um, I saw a mother who had an older child, maybe three, four, five years old, they had a frame pack. Her daughter refused to go in the frame pack. And so the mother just kind of wedged her daughter in between herself and her backpack mm. and hiked like that. Okay. And it totally works. <laughs> it's not comfortable, but um, I forgot my carrier once on a hike. Mm. And my, my friend, I was hiking with a friend um, who doesn't have kids and she was like, Joelle, what, what, you don't have a carrier? And I was like, oh, I really don't want to go home. I can't go home now. Like it'll delay our hike too, too long. And then I just remembered this mom in Kyoto. So I was like, I'm going to do that. And so when my son needed to be carried, I just sort of pulled his legs through the, the straps, you know, down right. the bottom. Yeah. And then his head came out the top mm -hmm. and then I just kind of had to use my hands to, yeah. I didn't, I didn't have like a chest strap. And yeah, I mean, it was a bit uncomfortable, but I wasn't in pain the next day. He had a nice big nap. We got to the top of the mountain. It was, it was kind of like a good memory, actually. Right. And it's a good hack to know because if you haven't happened to brought your carrier out that day and you have an older child, obviously you wouldn't do it with a baby because it's not very safe. But yeah, there's so many like tips and hacks that you can mm. use. To very kind of good. Get through your day. Yeah. So um, I'd love you to tell us a little bit about... Um, you know, how, you know, joining this, you know, this network and becoming a member of this network has actually led to something else that's happened for you recently. Yeah. So because of um, joining Hike a Baby and then getting more and more and more involved and becoming a branch ambassador and um, going to so many different places around and about the place and then meeting lots of different people as well. Um, we have about, you know, families in Hike a Baby who do all sorts of different jobs. And um, yeah, I wanted to sort of publicize Hiker Baby and, and get the word out to even more families. So um, I was always a reader of Savvy Tokyo magazine. And I knew, well, I know Louise George Kitaka, who you've also had on the podcast. Yeah, and, she was on not long ago. Yeah. And so I know her because she's also from New Zealand. We're in AFWJ together and Kiwi Mums in Japan together. And I see at the, the embassy sometimes at events at the New Zealand embassy. So I just mm. sort of, yeah, message her and said, hey, Louise, like, how do you, how, do you think I could write this every Tokyo? I, I want to do an article about Hiker Baby. And she said, yeah, like this is the editor's um, email address, give her an email. And so I contacted the uh, editor. And um, when I got the list of requirements though, for a Savvy Tokyo article, I. I freaked out slightly and thought, <laughs> oh my goodness, I cannot do that. I haven't even heard of some of this punctuation that they're talking about. <laughs> likes. Uh, and then I just asked in our community and uh, a mom, uh, one of our Yokota-based moms actually, who'd come along on one hike, I said, she said that she had worked in journalism and that she could do it. So um, I sort of facilitated that and she wrote an article about um, Hike a Baby in Savvy Tokyo. And it came out and it was great and it was just really exciting. And the editor at 
Savvy Tokyo was so lovely and easy to work with and professional. And so then I just thought, hmm, you know, maybe I, maybe I could do this. And um, then I was listening to your podcast or maybe you're doing a Facebook live and you're talking about having barriers to, to trying something new and saying how, you know, instead of having these blocks and thinking, what if I, I tried to do something and I, and I failed and I wasn't successful instead of thinking like that, try thinking, what if, it, what if I did not do it? Who would I not be helping by not doing it? And I thought, yeah, like, what if I didn't write for Savvy Tokyo? Uh, people wouldn't know about uh, risky um, play and adventure playgrounds in Japan and how awesome they are and all these trails I know and uh, flower festivals and um, all kinds of things. And also that there are things beyond hiking that I think are really interesting for the international um, community to know about too. So yeah, I just um, got in touch. Uh, they sort of had a change of editor with um, the previous editor going on maternity leave. So I got in touch with the new editor and said, hey, like I, I want to pitch these ideas at you. And yeah, with help from you and also with help from Louise. Um, <laughs> so really just, yeah, touching base and, and just, yeah, forming like, I guess, a really positive online community as well. Um, and yeah, and they, they said, yeah, go for it. Um, I think what was the first article I wrote about was about, um, we call them mud parks, but they're really, they're adventure playgrounds, which enable yeah. children to sort of build the park themselves it's not you know seesaw and swings and a slide that never change it's kids getting uh their hands a bit dirty and getting some wood and some hammer and nails and kind of banging things together or just saying um adventure playgrounds are always stuffed so saying to the play leader or play worker as they're often called um you look we really want a ramp we want to roll tires down a ramp and so building that together with the adults that sort of based, all the ideas are based in the children's sort of dreams of how they want to play. Um, yeah, so that was my first article and I've written two more since then and I will have more coming out before the end of the year, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, that's just been really fun. And yeah, I think, because you sort of asked me like, how have you transformed? Mm. And people who knew me before I joined Hike a Baby and then after I got really involved in it sort of ended up with two different people almost, but I just mm. feel like the me that I am now is the real me that I want to be. And yeah. I'm really glad and grateful that I, yeah, had this awesome sort of serendipitous um, meeting with this community where, yeah, I just feel like this is, this is how I want to raise my son, you know? Mm. Mm. And yeah, yeah I just got a little goosebumps when you said that, that, you know, I'm, I'm being the me I want to be, or, mm. you know, I'm, I'm living a, a life like I want to live it. Um, and this community is helping you with that. You know, it's not hindering. <laughs> and yeah. that's really awesome, isn't it? Yeah. You found a like-minded yeah. community. And that's so important for us wherever we live, but particularly so when we're away from our, our, net, our home networks and, you know, our own countries. So, yeah, I love that within Japan, yeah, you found a home sort of, you know, if you can put it like that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's very true. And um, one thing that's been really cool for me is that with our particular branch is it's very international and we're always trying to reach out to um, all kinds of communities to make Hike a Baby as diverse as possible because historically a lot of communities have faced barriers to hiking. 
and to getting uh, into the outdoors that, you know, as white women, we might not know about or think about. But in certain countries, if, right. yeah. you know, if you're a certain skin color, you wouldn't just go wandering off into the woods because it, um, especially 100 um, years ago, just wasn't safe um and just trying to say okay so there's been these historical um barriers to certain communities to get out um into the outdoors and it's time to to change that so mm. um or, or people from certain countries and just in certain countries it might not be that safe you know to go right. into the yeah. jungle um but in japan it is like um yeah there are a few um creepy crawlies and yeah there are snakes and bears <laughs> but I've never seen one and I've done lots and lots of trail hikes and I have a very good friend who hikes as a professional um, guide for Mont Bell. And I said, have you ever seen a bear? She said, never. I said, have you ever seen a snake? She said, I've seen two and that's it. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it's not that likely that you'll bump into those horrible creatures here. I mean, you know, they're, they're great. They need that. We need to protect them, but just not get too yeah, just close. don't come near me. Yeah. <laughs> just not near me. And I kind of, I think it's very empowering to know, you know what to do. Like see a bear, try and make yourself appear bigger, back away slowly. Mm. See a snake. Well, don't, don't try and pick it up. <laughs> yeah. Stay away from it. Yeah. Stay away from it. Just as it wants to stay away from you pretty much. Absolutely, right. Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, I grew up in New Zealand too, and I actually grew up in Fiordland, which is like hiking, oh, wow. hiking Mecca, you know, mm. place. And, you know, I grew up hiking for three days with 15 kilos on my back, that sort of thing. Oh, wow. Not because of my family, um, but because of my school, like the, that's what we did, you know, mm-hmm. for school trips, we went into nature and did all of that. So I, I know how to do these things. Um, but yeah, I can imagine if you've never done them before, it's like, it can be quite a barrier to getting started, but it doesn't need to be. And it is good to do things like this with a group rather than by yourself, because you will, well, you could get into trouble, like you said. Mm. Um, I, I think it's a great idea to, to start out learning the ropes of hiking safely um the kind of gear you need to have or the kind of clothes you should be wearing at in certain you know altitudes and all of that so yeah i think that's a great um opportunity that people have to join a an international community as well and make you know loads of friends and from different countries as you go that's just fantastic and yeah. um yeah i i hope that it sort of expands across japan a little bit more for for people in some way yeah so that others can join in too or maybe you might want to make a trip to tokyo if you're not that far away like from uh, even from fukushima it sounds a bit crazy that you would get on a train and go to tokyo to hike but because <laughs> we have mountains and things right here on our doorstep but just yeah. it's the meeting isn't it it's the meeting of people and doing something together in the nature that's that's the um the real value in the group isn't it yeah just Look, doing it everyone together. stops mm. through tokyo sometime right like, yeah yeah everyone comes to tokyo for something um and the cool thing about hiker baby is because we have um how many branches do we have around the world i think it's about 300 branches around the world um there are um maybe about five or six countries that um, hiker baby is active in so you know if you move back to the u.s if you move to australia you can look for a hiker baby branch and join in and even if you're just there on holiday if you're going for a vacation or say right, your spouse yeah. has a business trip to 
Colorado or Utah or wherever and you think, what am I going to do in Utah? Well, look up the Hike It Baby Utah brunch and you can go out with them. And um, we've had several families um, who live in those states and we're on, in Japan for work or vacation who've come out with us. And yeah, anyone is welcome to come out with us. Actually, um, we don't sort of discriminate on whether you have kids or not. Um, if you want to come hike with us and you don't have kids, that's fine. Um, often, you know, with other sort of hiking groups, you don't know, uh, how can I put this, how fit you need to be. Right. Yeah. Whereas with Hike It Baby, we have all of our hikes. We when we submit a hike to the, our online calendar that we have. So once you become a member, you can see every single hike all around the world. Mm. Um, we had something like twenty six thousand hikes in two thousand seventeen. So there are thousands of hikes a year, and um, you can filter by your location, by the difficulty. You can pick an easy hike that is just kind of like a stroll on easy ground. Maybe you can take a stroller. Um, or if you're someone who, who loves fitness and likes to get out there and burn some calories, you can pick a, a difficult hike with some altitude. Um, you know what you're getting yourself in for. Um, right. Actually, I have a mentor within Hike It Baby and her, what she always says is, we always aim that the only surprises are the ones that our kids throw at us. So, <laughs> um, which you can imagine what they might involve. But sure. you know, whenever I write my hike description, I try and you know just spend an extra five or 10 minutes to just really make sure that if it's someone's first ever time, like if someone just arrived in Japan yesterday, they have no idea where they're going, don't know what they're doing that they'll know like exactly where we're going to be how long we're going to wait um, for people that are running late and you know what exactly we intend to do because you know that i'm involved in hiking when i see other <laughs> hike descriptions uh from different organizations i think yikes like sometimes if it's a hike in tokyo that i've done and it doesn't say how many kilometers it is. Mm. I think, man, like if that's someone's first time hiking that they're going to join that hike, do they know that it's a really big workout and really steep and they probably need gloves and it's a good mm. 10 kilometers? Because mm -hmm. if that's not in the description and you're not sort of physically prepared for that, then uh, that could not, that might not go too well. So that's, yeah, it's just a really nice kind of safe security net that, we have just that range of activities, including just being outdoors in nature and playing at a park right up to um, more challenging physical things and that you'll know beforehand what you're getting yourself in for. So um, I'm, I'm guessing from what you just said that kids of any age are welcome. They don't have to be babies. They don't have to be on, they can be walking on their own steam and all of that, you know, yeah. as well. Yeah. So you've got all ages coming along. Yeah. Um, I think the the focus is on birth to school age so yeah. those kids that are uh, like little infants um up to kids that are um, haven't gone to elementary school yet but older children are always welcome so if you want to bring your 10 year old along your teenagers along they're totally welcome to come um just as long as they know that there'll be babies yeah. there who the, might the, cry yeah exactly um, that's the, the focus you know, for, is for the babies and yeah the i mean kids. yeah I think there's so much for older kids, like you can get into the scouts and the girl guides and outward bounders in Japan. And there are all sorts of camps and things that kids can go on. But for babies, um, before Hike It Baby started, there was kind of nothing much. Right. Yeah. Um, 
it kind of was a bit of a game changer in the outdoor uh, industry. Mm, yeah, I like yeah. even so, I live here in Fukushima, right? So um, when my kids were very small, I'd be out walking them in a pushchair or a pram or whatever you want to call it, a stroller every day, mm -hmm. twice a day with my dog, and um, we didn't see any other babies. Like it was if wow. there as if there were no other kids in our neighborhood mm -hmm. you wouldn't see parents walking around either in a backpack or anything they just weren't outside right. and yeah so like the idea of taking a baby into the mountains is or you know on a hike for example or even you know that sort of thing um for a lot of like local people here would be just like insanity they would think it right. was crazy right <laughs> yeah. because you know and um, we'd be out walking in the winter you know like my dog needed to walk every day so we would be out every day and there really is you know no bad weather only bad clothing choices as they say oh, yeah. in scandinavia yeah yeah, um, yeah i absolutely. found that out yeah like we managed the kid my kids loved it when it was cold they fall asleep straight away in the push chair um right. better than in, you know obviously in the summer we'd go very early in the morning that sort of thing we'd make it happen but yeah we do not see a lot of that um, even in a really nice neighborhood like I live in, which has which has footpaths and and walking paths and things, so um, it's great to see that people are you know challenging that sort of idea and getting out there with your kids and totally. and doing um, it together. Yeah, yeah, that's so important. I um, I totally agree. My my we learn so much from our kids. We're not just teaching them. It goes two ways, doesn't it? And um, once I took I was taking my son to this pre kindergarten program, and I had taken him in the stroller. It was raining. You know, I wasn't feeling so awesome. I just wanted to get home out of the rain. I had the rain cover on him. I was pushing the stroller as fast as I could. And he was just melting down and he was screaming, I want to get out. I, I, I don't want the cover on. I want to walk. And I said, you know, son, it's cold. It's raining. I want to get home. And he said to me, mommy, I want cold. I want, I want raining. And I oh. just thought, man, like wow. he, he wants wanted to, to experience it. Yeah. Feel it. He wants to feel the rain on his head. He wants to get wet. He wants to feel cold. Um, and kids, they're always running around like crazy. I mean, except for babies, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like once they can, once they're mobile, once they can crawl, once they can walk, they just go, don't they? And they burn off so much energy. I think I read somewhere that they um, have more energy and more stamina than um, adult extreme sport athletes. Right. And they just, yeah, they need to burn off so much energy. Like often in winter, they don't even really need a jacket because if, if we weren't standing around with our coffees and just chatting and not really walking much, which who hasn't done that ever. Oh, I um, know, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like the kids, they're running around like crazy. Like if they have their jackets on, they're probably going to, you know, overheat. So yeah, that's yeah. something that I really learned from my son. Like I know um, pretty well now from being involved in Hike a Baby uh, and reading the blog and, and looking things up about how to keep him warm. But then just respecting that he doesn't want to be uh, boiling hot when he's running around and yeah yeah and like often too when we're on a trail hike and there are a bunch of us people do get quite surprised to see people with babies on their backs walking mm. up the hill mm. especially when there are a lot of us so often we'll bump, bunch and in, bump into you know like a um you know like an elderly people's hiking group you know yeah. maybe not elderly but like retired folks kind mm. of 
um, group that are sort of coming down and they'll see us coming up with babies and they'll say, oh, wow, sugoi, gambatte natmasne. But actually, it's totally doable. Like, I'm, I don't go to the gym. I'm not super Mrs. Fitness Lady. I love <laughs> sitting on the sofa and playing on my phone and drinking coffee and eating pancakes just as much as anybody else does. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just, it's doable, you know? And um, I just really hope that as many people as possible will, will give it a go because um, it's super relaxing. It's a big, it's a big buzz. And when you get to the top of the mountain and you see the views, it's just so pretty and nice. And yeah, I just think, I think too, like being in Japan away from your family and having a child, it can be kind of isolating. And um, even if you do, you know, hook up with different baby groups and things like that, um, being outdoors is just good for you, you know. Um, that's how Hiker Baby got started. Uh, a very outdoorsy mother called um, Shanti Hodges was sitting around in uh, a baby kind of circle time group at the community center in 2013 with her new baby. And it was this beautiful day outside. The sun was shining. The birds were singing. And she just thought, oh, you know, we should be doing this outside. Yeah. And so she just kind of looked around to the other mothers and said, does anyone want to go for a hike next week? And it just started, started from, from there, from just mm. that, that, you know, need and want of humans to just um, connect with outdoors. Very good. I love it. So for all of you who are wondering how they can get involved or even just check out and sort of have a little sort of quiet stalk of Hike It Baby, the website is www.hikeit baby b-a-b-y dot com and um the links for that will be in the show notes for this and you can um if you have any questions for joelle you can get her on instagram uh, uh, she's got uh she hikes japan isn't it on um mm-hmm. instagram and maybe send her a message or something and uh, let her know that you're interested and i'm sure she'd be thrilled to have you join the community or yeah answer your questions about it absolutely All right. Well, thank you so much for coming along today and telling us about, um, you know, this amazing community that you've been part of and how that taking that little step and joining has led to you being more the you 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 knew you wanted to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's sort of just happened, hasn't it? And all the great sort of opportunities that have sort of come along from joining it. That's a really great story for our listeners and a great inspiration for people who are just sort of maybe looking for that that thing that's um you know going to help them to feel more like they're they're themselves yeah Yeah, (laughs) it's not not really eloquent way to put it but um no it makes total sense and i i do i really i really um hope so you know you don't need a whole bunch of expensive gear i hike with like a two thousand yen um rip off not rip off but like like a mama bag from uh, you know it's no no brands it's no outdoor anything just a regular bag and a regular carrier and just normal normal gear you know it doesn't need to be expensive just give it you know you can just give it a go it's it's totally accessible for everybody all right thank you so much and yeah please everyone uh, uh give some um messages to joelle if you want to join up with her thank you for coming today joelle yeah, we'll see you talk to you again soon bye yeah bye
So that was the interview with Joelle, and she's a representative of Highkit Baby for today. So I really hope you will go and investigate if something uh, that you heard today um, really speaks to you about either the community or getting out into nature more. Um, I'm going to put some uh, links in the show notes for her article that she wrote for the um, the Tokyo Magazine. Okay, what's it called? Savvy Tokyo. There we go. Savvy Tokyo. I'll put the links in for that um, if you want to read more about the mud play areas she mentioned as well. And yeah, I was really impressed with how um, quickly Joelle went from oh, I couldn't write for a publication like Savvy Tokyo to actually taking the steps to get in contact with an editor, find out what needed to happen and ask for the help for the things she didn't know how to do. And now she is, you know, contributing regularly. So I think that's really fantastic that she's, um, that, you know, starting out by joining this network uh, led, led, has led to more and more opportunities, yeah, within the network and outside. So do not um, discount some of the benefits of getting out there and doing things. You know, I know it can be really scary, especially if you're the new person. It can be really tiring to deal with new situations all all day, every day, which is what happens when you come to Japan for the first time or, you know, move to a new country as my family is about, is going to experience at the end of this year when we move to Sweden. So it is, it is tiring and it is hard to always be the new person, but that is also just a season, isn't it? So that investment in, um, in your networks will pay off in the future, that's for sure. So I hope you enjoyed that episode. Please share it with your friends, especially, you know, if you have a friend who you can think of who likes to get out in the outdoors or maybe has a small child and is feeling isolated. Um, there are some great networks here in Japan. There's no need for people to feel isolated like that. So yeah, definitely share this episode around. If you have any great feedback, for Joelle, uh, please uh, contact her and please let me know as well. And actually, I'm going to ask Joelle to be in the um, podcast club uh, this week. So um, you could be able to chat with her in there. And I'm sure you'll be able to find her in some of the other <laughs> networks that we have online for um, women in Japan, that's for sure. So thank you so much for listening again today. I've got some more guests coming up in the near future, including... Well, so we got Alice is coming on to talk about um, being more eco or green. Yeah. So I can't wait to have her on soon. And yeah, I'm lining up some more, um, <clears throat> excuse me, interviews as we speak. So look forward to those in the near future. Okay. Have a great week and I'll talk to you again next Monday. Bye-bye. みなさんこんにちは。今日のゲストはジョエルさんでした。ジョエルは私と同じニュージーランド出身で、埼玉市の、まあ、埼玉市に住んでるですね。で、彼女は息子一人のママです。あの、4歳の息子ですね。で、
一回参加してみたらすごい楽しくてすごいリラックスできたのであのもうグループのメンバーになりましたでそのグループに入ることがきっかけになってあのどんどんどんどんいろんな俳句をあのの,あのなんていうの,のオーガナイザーとして<笑>いろいろ活,活動してでアンバサダーって言ってたんですねあのそのハイキンググループのアンバサダーになって世界中にあるグループなんですねなのであのちゃんとしてるあのオーガナイゼーションであのもうアンバサダーになってでそ,のそのきっかけからもう,あのもう書くのは好きでいろんなあの、まあ、そのオンラインあの雑誌とかの,あの記事を書きたいなって私相談し,してたんですよでも固まっちゃっててあのちょっとあの自分のことばっかり考えてたんですねあのそ,のその時にあのジェーンのフェイスブックライブ放送を見てあのもし固まってる場,場合だったらあの自分のことじゃなくて手伝う相手助けになる相手ん相手のことを考えましょうって言いました。で、その話を聞くと、ジョエルさんも、ああ、私は自分のことしか考えてなくて、あの、この情報が知らないお母さん、お父さんたちのために頑張って、あの、あのその、編集、編集、の人にアプローチしないといけないなって気づいてやってみました。それは一方で、もう最近は、あの、そのオンライン、あの、セビー・トキオっていう、あの、オンラインブログではないですよ。ニュースみたいなサイトで、あの、もうよく記事とかストーリー書いてるんですね。なので、本当に、あの、もう嬉しい話ですね。ジェーン,ジェーンの話していることを聞いて、実際に何かやってみた方ですね。で、ジョエルさんはいろんなあのハイキングの知恵があのなかったんですね。なので、そのグループに入ってからいろいろ覚えて、で、赤ちゃんと一緒にハイク、あと子供と一緒にハイクに行くのはあの、みんなグループでやると楽しいですよって言ってましたね。あの確かに一人で山の、ね、山登り子供と山登りはやめた方がいいかもしれないですよねでもグループだったらみんな楽しく進めるようになるんですねすごくいいネットワークにのもなりますで日本人のままの聞いてる方はもしかしてびっくりするかもしれないですねでも私の国考えるとあのニュージーランドだったらもうよく毎日お母さんが子供をあをベビーカーに乗せてどっかにお散歩に行くんですね。あのもう外に行くのは大事ですねあの。日本ではあんまり見ないですよね。あのもしかしてちょっと道路が危ないとかあの、まあ、気候の問題もあるかもしれないですし暑いし寒いし。あの花粉が多いとかそういうあの問題もあると思うんですけどあの私も子供の頃子供が小さい頃にあの毎日ベビーカーにあのベビーカーで散
お散歩をしてたら、もうほとんど他のお母さんに会わなかったんですね。で、私の近所はもう本当にいいあの歩道とかいっぱいあるのに、あのそういう他の親に会わなかったんですね。びっくりしました。もし,もしかして文化の違いかなと思って、でもそのね、山とかに行って、ね、赤,ちゃん赤ちゃんでも、ね、山に行けるでみんなよくあの昼寝してくれるとかすごい落ち,ず落ち着くって言っててあいいねと思ってやればよかったなと思いましたもう子供があが大きくなって5歳と8歳になったからもう自分の足で歩けるようになってる状態なんだけどさあのまだちょっと小さいかな小さくてあのにゃにゃにゃにゃ言ったら、それもストレスになるかなと思ってたんですけど、もしかして、あの、その、ベビーキャリアが、おんぶ、ひもぐらいの、ぐらいのものだったら、息子の方は運,運べるかなと思って、<笑> 17キロは、で、30分でも、あの、運べるかなと思いました。じゃあ、皆さん、ちょっとでも、あの、お外に遊びに行くとか、あの山に遊びに行ってみるあの勇気は出ましたかもしその,あのコミュニティそのハイキッドベイビーに興味があったらぜひ見てみてくださいあの別にその日本人だから入れないわけはないしただ多分,た多分英語が必要と思うんですけど日本語でもわかるメンバーがいると思いますなのであの今日はこれで終わりになるんですけどあの来週か再来週に次の,あのインタビューはエコの,あのエコが大好きのニュージーランドの方ですね最近ニュージーランドの,あの<笑>インタビューが多いんですけどあの、まあ、これからいろんな国の人ものインタビューをしたいと思いますじゃあ皆さん元気で See you next week バイバイ Thank、you